So how would you describe your time at death row? Well, see, that's the thing. I, I was never signed to them. The backstory story is um, it was during that period where there were a lot of boy bands, Boys the Men and, and Jodice and all those things. So death row was looking to diversify. And I have a cousin that had a singing group uh, that came out of Atlanta that had a concept called Six Feet Deep. Okay. And they were, athlete, great, they, were, they were actually athletes, great basketball players that could really sing, mm-hmm. sing their butts off. Mm-hmm. And my cousin happened to be one of them. And he was like 6'2", and he had 6'3", 6'6", and he had 6'9". Mm-hmm. And so it was like six feet deep. And so some kind of way they met Suge at some uh, game or some athletic function and sang for him. Mm-hmm. And he fell in love with the concept, and he flew them out. And I'd been working with them, you know, just training them in whatever way I could, um, with harmony and, and whatever else, you know, uh, song ideas. <coughs> and so they respected me as a songwriter for my own artistry and told mm-hmm. Suge, well, if anybody's going to write on my album, we wanted to be him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one night when I was in Atlanta, around 12, I remember like it was yesterday, around 12... 30 at night my wife and I were watching some program and uh, phone rings and my cousin was like hey man shit wants to talk to you wow. yeah, yeah. Wow. and so um, I was like cool put him on and he got on the phone and he was like man look I-, I love what you do these guys keep talking about you I want to fly out here tomorrow Whoa. and I was like cool and, uh-huh. and, there were, and, and there was a ticket waiting for us you know the, the, uh, my cousin my, my other cousin that was managing me at the time down Ray Graves uh, the tickets were in place, and he flew us out there and, and put us up in uh, the Ramada Inn on Ventura. Mm-hmm. I think they may have changed the number way down on Ventura mm-hmm. in room 1122. Mm-hmm. And I remember that because we were there for like a month. And um, But it, it was great. Um, as I always tell everybody, I have no horror stories about Shug because um, he always dealt with us honorably in terms of the business. You know, anytime our money was due, it was always there. I uh, never had any uh, aggression or, or disrespect, and but I, I attribute that to you know just how we came to the table, <clears throat> and as we know sometimes people they respond to you according to where you you yeah. come to the table, and so we came to the table strictly by business and and you know representing you know, quality material, and that's how he treated us you know, mm. and. Um, we, we told him what we wanted for the, the music uh, in terms of payment and everything, and he was like, cool. You met your demands? There was no problem whatsoever because he understood the quality, and, and, and we were, at the time, writing material on par with you know, Babyface and, and all, all of those mm-hmm. writers at the, at the time. And so, yeah, um, he, he totally supported what, what we were doing, and then Danny Boy, uh, from the song, Tupac song, I Ain't Mad At You, do you remember that song? Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Boy was working on an album, and he wanted writers um, from everywhere, to, you know, to be a part of it. So he flew all of us down to Compass Point, Nassau, Compass Point, mm-hmm. Nassau, and we were supposed to be there for uh, a month, mm-hmm. but some legal things happened with him, and, and so I had to cut the cut the trip like two weeks short. Mm-hmm. But um, it, was, it was an amazing experience. So my death row experience, you know, is it's not a horror story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unfortunate what happened to the organization and everything around it. Yeah, yeah. But um, in terms of what I experienced, you know, it was all upstanding and, and productive. That's cool. So now being independent, it's a different situation. And 
there's pros and cons, of course, right? Oh, indeed, indeed. But um, the greatest thing about being independent or having that kind of mind, you know, you learn more about who you are mm-hmm. and what it is you truly want, you know, which is really where, that's where it is right now. The paradigm is shifting. You know, artists, not, not just artists, but journalists, everybody, they're coming into their own, understanding, well, well I can build my own brand, my own company, or my, or my own legacy. Okay. You know, so um, for me, it's all pro. That's cool. You know, because it, it's, yeah. it's, it's a necessity at this point. That's true. Good to be jack of all trades, right? You know, and, and if you can't be the jack of all trades, you know, assemble an amazing team. True. People that really believe in what you're doing mm-hmm. and just just as committed, uh, which is what, you know, I'm experiencing now. You know, mm-hmm. It's not about how many records you're selling or whatever. It's like, no, I just believe in what you're doing. Right. And that's all I can ask for. Yeah, definitely.